You better than me. y'all it's your girl Fallon and I'm here with Kristen and we are bringing you another episode of you better than me the podcast what it do Kristen nothing much girl just you know living my life like it's golden how you doing (sighs) you know that's kind of like a layered question how am I doing in this moment how am I doing right now how have I been doing like, I feel like that that's such a layer question. Which, which answer do you want? Do you want the... Hey, girl, it's the way planning getting to you. What's going on? Ciao. Who is the life? Life, life. <laughs> I feel like November by itself is just a lot for me. And anybody that knows me knows that November is my favorite month. Like, yes, obviously that's the month your girl was born, but... I feel like life has been lifing so much and like making so many changes that now I'm I'm kind of working against the grain. Like I'm over here planning this wedding with it in the back of my head that it's November. This is the month that my daddy passed away. And like, it, I think reality just hit me that I'm like literally planning a wedding and my father's not here. So that has been kind of having your girl down. I can't even front. I, I could say a uh, trigger warning because that's the mood that I'm on. It ain't about to be no, uh, happy-go-lucky conversation because that's that's how your girl's feeling and I'm trying I'm doing my best but that that's just the reality of how it is right now well thank you for sharing your feelings with me as well as with the people I mean one thing about the you better than me podcast is we speak to you guys about real life events things that we have gone through and things that we are currently going through and as we are entering into a different season approaching the holiday seasons this is something that's very valid for everyone. Grief is real. We're still in the midst of COVID. We may not be hearing mm-hmm. a lot about it right now, but there are a lot of people that have lost a lot of people. So grief is one of those things that I think is always in the background. Like people don't put it to the forefront to speak about. Yeah. And I think that's because of the fact that even if you've experienced the loss of a loved one or someone close or whatever, you still don't know how to approach that with someone else. You know, even myself, it's so hard to approach that topic. It's so hard to, and and I've been through it, but it's so hard to say, oh my gosh, because once you say, I know what you're going through when that other person is in that moment, you don't. And it can be offensive to say, I know what you're going through. I've been there. You know, even something as small as, let me know if there's anything that I can do for you. It's it's just a touchy topic. And I remember um, my ex, I think he lost his, I don't even know, Lord forgive me, but he lost a family member and he told me that he felt like I wasn't there for him. And this was after I lost my mom and he was there for me. And I tried to explain to him that I did not know how to be there for him. Even though I experienced it, I did not know how to be there for him. For him, And we wanted to say, Fallon threw it in quickly, um, trigger warning, because this is a heavy topic. We wanted to speak to you guys about this earlier in the season and I pushed it off because I felt like it was too heavy and I think today today that we have to um, tackle our own fears uh, work through our own feelings and 
um, try to assist you guys with working through your feelings if you are feeling any type of way regarding grief. Yeah. And you mentioned like losing a parent, like that's some shit that until you actually go through it, Mm -hmm. I don't think that there is any way that you can explain to somebody like, oh my God, this is what you're feeling right now. I have friends who are like literally losing parents now. Like, yeah, I went through that. It'll be two years, but we're at the age, like the conversation becomes so more just prevalent because uh, you know we 40 we ain't no thundercats no more as baby says it like we're at that age and our parents are obviously getting older too mm-hmm. I know you have kind of like a unique situation because you lost a parent at a younger age versus me right. I, I lost a parent like coming into like days before I turned 39 I think I think that's what I, I turned 39 so even that kind of hits differently so mm-hmm. I, I it's people are going through it and I'd be remiss if I said that it was easy for me to even just like get really stuck on like a joyous occasion when that's on the back of my mind. Right. And I know um, with my situation, and I've said this to many people, you try to rationalize, I'm going to say specifically losing a parent because that's one of um, the biggest groups that I've experienced, but you try to rationalize it from a person that may have been sick to a person that, um, just lost their life, like just, you know, out of the blue, which was my case. And there is no way to rationalize it because, you know, I look at my friends who lost family members um, due to sickness or anything of that nature. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like to sit there and watch your person. And I don't want to use this term to be um, um, offensive, but to sit there and watch a person deteriorate or not be the person that they once were or the strong person that you remember them to be. It's like, I don't know if I could wrap my head around that. But then at the same time, I can't wrap my head around my mama being in her 40s. And this was the time, like, my mama was in my age, like, right now, where she should have been living her best life. I ain't going back wow. and forth. With you. you know what I'm saying? For her to lose her life. And she's like, at like this heightened moment, like, we didn't even get that chance to like go have margaritas together, but there's no, you can't rationalize yeah. it. You know what I mean? Cause death is I don't death. Think I, I don't even think I've ever asked you how old your mom was when she passed away. Girl, I ain't good with ages. You're not good. 50. I know that much. Oh yeah. She was younger than 50. Yeah. She was definitely younger than 50. She probably, I don't, she may have been 45. So like, okay. Yeah, that's, that's like young like that that's really young. is the age where you could have been kicking it with us like going out right. hanging like that was right in the midst of things so I definitely see how that could hit you different and you said mm-hmm. something just about like watching somebody get older or watching somebody just kind of like deteriorate or go through whatever and honestly right yeah that right there is kind of the turning point in my life that made me realize what actual love was was seeing like my daddy's last days or like final days seeing the devotion and just like how much my mama had to pour into that relationship like I did not know what the definition of love actually was or what it looked like or what it smelled like or what it tastes like until I witnessed them. And it wasn't until I saw that phenomenon that I was able to put words into what type of love that I wanted. So I know it's like a book called grief is love, but I feel like just that, that, that phrase is so real and just like not being able to put into words how much you love somebody is almost akin to like 
not being able to describe how it feels to lose them. Like you can't feel lost without a real level of love. It's like people go through stuff like a breakup or whatever, and you know, like you crying and the tears are there, but ultimately you stop, you get over it. But right. this is something that you don't. Like, that's how you know that it was real, like, real love, like, puppy mm-hmm. love and all that other stuff is, like, BS to me. Like, that's nothing that I've cried over up into this moment was nothing that I could call love right now, just after seeing the dynamics of their relationship. And, and even with that, like, yeah, it's sad for me planning a wedding without him, but then I also am, like, grateful because it wouldn't have been an eye-opening moment for me to even recognize what love was or what love felt like um to kind of help me receive the relationship and like the man that I'm about to marry so that it's like a weird place to be I guess I don't I don't know if the people feel me but it's just it's just weird like even celebrating a birthday last year I wanted to do just like you know the big party because I didn't want that week to be overshadowed with oh my god this is always going to be the week that I lost my dad like Right. Not being able to celebrate birthdays. And I just wanted to like change the narrative of it and like have a big party and do all these things. But what can the people do to kind of cope with the grief? Like we right there in it. It's like back to back to back to back holidays. It's back people talking about Christmas already. It's stuff in the stores. It's people talking about Christmas carols. And like I could think of songs that could like take you there or even just like the scent of somebody baking something reminding you of your person like what can the people do I mean if you are dealing with grief I can't again because grief is hard to speak about even though you've experienced to other people because everybody's going to handle things in their own way and you know as time goes on you find ways to deal with it but for myself one of the things that was helpful for me is actually getting grief counseling and it's something that I you know I advocate on with people when they lose someone to definitely speak to someone that um, doesn't know you, that is biased, that, did I say it right? <laughs> but the one that doesn't know you. Unbiased. Unbiased. I'm sorry, unbiased. guys. I'm biased. See, see this topic, but unbiased. And then I also think that journaling is very helpful. I feel like one thing that I like about myself, and I am a crazy Gemini, you know, I experience all the Gemini. Uh, attributes, whatever. But one thing I like about myself is that I allow myself to feel however I'm feeling, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. If I feel that way, my feelings are valid. And I think that is so important during your grief journey, because when you look at the stages of grief, and I think, and I could be wrong, there's seven stages of grief. I could be wrong, but I know one of the, one of the stages is, you know, being angry, um, and you just think about it, you mad at the world. Like, you're seriously mad at the world because, your person is gone and they're not coming back. Like you said, it's different from a breakup. A breakup, you could possibly meet that person again or you yeah. can interact with them again. This ain't that. And so yeah. um, I always, I go hard for grief counseling. I'm always like, get yourself a journal. I actually just sent my best friend who lost her brother recently. I sent her a grief journal. And I know she asked me, was it a journal that I use? It wasn't, but I was like, this was something that had um, very high ratings on Amazon, but I think it's just very important to feel your feelings and to talk those out. Another reason why I think it's so important is because even though your person isn't here on earth with you in the physical, they're still in your mind and they're still in your heart. And I think that when you speak about them, to me, 
that's that love that you were speaking about, like that unconditional love, because they are still here with you. You yeah. still carry them with you. You know, if it's a parent, you have their DNA running through your veins right now. So to speak about them out loud, like I love when I go home and people be like, oh, girl, you remind me just of your mama. Like your mama used to do that. I remember when we was when we used to run the streets together. Your mama used to be the same way. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she remember my mama because you know I'm not gonna forget my mama. And I would yeah. need other people that knew her to forget her and to forget you know the essence that she brought into this world or her livelihood. So and that's dope. You know I had to Google it because you know you just dropping all these uh quotes. I, I could be wrong. So please correct me. It, well, it appears that um there are two schools of thought. Okay, okay. There are either seven or five. Um, okay. The According to the Google, um, they have shock listed as one, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, and hope, and then processing. For me, I feel like mine, I, I've had it in, in different ways. Like my father suffered from like an illness that was deteriorating. Like I saw the fall I saw it all so losing him wasn't necessarily a shock so I don't know if those processes work for me because I don't feel like I went through a shock because it was like expected it was more like I, I don't want to say like relief but it was more like a oh thank god because I know this nigga would not want to be sitting over here not able to do what he want to do or not able to go to the casino or go gamble or do whatever. Or in pain, just being in yes. pain. Like, so I don't know, like the shock, but then we've been in a pandemic so long. It's like, is stuff shocking anymore? Like, do people shock, get shocked? Like, we see so much craziness on TV and school shootings. And I feel like our shock like, factor is not there anymore. So, okay, so it might just be five then because the way yeah. life been life and I feel like the shock of shit is, is almost gone and that's terrible to say. Right. But... <laughs> it depends on the situation though because, you know, my situation happened prior to COVID. So, you know, with my mom being uh, killed in a car accident, the shock factor was there because it's well, like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you, know what not that so, you think about stuff like that or just, you know, a school shooting, a shock yeah. factor would still be there even though, you know, if you don't have anyone that lost their lives, you may be like, oh my gosh, like I'm desensitized because I'm seeing it so often. But if you're in the midst of that and you're losing a loved one, the shock value is still going to be there. Yeah, you're right. I think that's real. All of Google, now Google is a good resource because I'm seeing like all kind of other things that are, are like bringing out thoughts in my mind, like how healthy, how long is a healthy morning period? And then the next thing that Google is talking right. about is the difference between grief and mourning. I didn't even know it was a difference. Do, is there like a difference in your mind before I tell you I what the Google feels like? The only difference with grief and mourning is when, I'm about to sound real ignorant, when Queen Elizabeth died and they was like, we in mourning. And I was like, see, it's okay. so is that just like you just being quiet and being still. Apparently, uh, the mourning part is the outward expression of the grief. So that's the actions, hmm. the doing stuff. Well, you know what? I'm happy that you said that because here's the thing. If if the mourning part is the outward expression, it makes me think about being in the workplace. You know what I mean? Because you're grieving, but you are mourning. So when people come to you a month later, you're still doing your mourning, right? Yeah. And it ain't. I don't think there's no time limit. Time no, like you told me there's no time limit. That's even with like moving on, like if your spouse dies or something there's like no is it an appropriate timeline before somebody start dating? Like just because I'm 
still grieving or in my mourning period doesn't mean that somebody else who may have been close to that person, like maybe their timeline is different. Like there's no set timeline. I feel like sometimes as black people, and I know you, you know, your go-to is slavery that we are (laughs) taught not to openly and outwardly show that, Mm -hmm. you know, like the pain or whatever. And like if somebody then got sold off or killed or whatever, like you can't be, you couldn't have been on the plantation like crying or whatever, because you would have got beat even worse. I feel like that's one of those things that may or may not have been ingrained in DNA and like passed down, like be strong, be strong. Like telling little boys, be strong. Why you got to be strong? Like this mother could be dying literally on the inside hurting and everybody in your face telling you to be strong or like man up. Like, I feel like that's not necessarily healthy. Well, you know, you're right. I'm always going to refer to slavery because slavery has uh, our people, people that are descendants of slaves in a chokehold because so many things we weren't able to just experience. We had to put a bandaid over so many different things. And so this is definitely one of them, you know, yeah, it's one of them. Like, I mean, I would be interested. It makes me feel like maybe I need to do my own, you know, research and work just to see how people move through the grieving process during slavery. And and it may not even be grieving from an actual death. It could be being sold yeah. off because that's different. You know what I'm saying? But that's still a loss. You know, it wasn't no internet. You weren't gonna find out where yeah. your mama went or where your daddy went or where your child went. You wasn't gonna find that out at all. So. I feel like it could be the same though. That ain't the same as no breakup. Like that level, yeah, could have been. I feel like it's the same because you're never going to see the person again. That's a permanent loss, and you weren't allowed to mourn. You probably were grieving. You probably internally were going through all those emotions. But since we know what the Google then said about the mourning you weren't allowed to like outwardly express that. Like we didn't have the grace of the United Kingdom to to put on a show and wear black and be depressed for the 10 days or however, like we never have been afforded the opportunity. Like us as a people have always been told on that be strong, blah, blah, blah. Don't show your emotions type stuff. Um, And I feel like maybe that's why a lot of times the conversation don't come up because we've been told so many times you gotta be strong, gotta do this or or they wouldn't want you to do that or how I will say <laughs> when my grandfather passed, I think that was so embedded in me, like, okay, you need to be strong, like you're the oldest grandchild, blah, 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 your mama going through it, your grandma going through it. And when I tell you that after he passed, like I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I didn't had like I'm, I didn't had so many jobs. So at this moment, <laughs> at that moment when my grandfather passed, I was working at a health food place. And this lady had like this, uh, like it was like some vitamins that was supposed to have like all these vitamins and minerals in it. And it was like $23, but I was a broke college student. So just to buy a bottle, I was like, man, if I want to spend my $23 on this. Anyways, I ended up buying a bottle and I was taking it because it was supposed to be vitamins. Then my grandfather passed and whatever these vitamins were, it I lost my voice. Oh gosh. I lost my voice. I sung at his funeral. I guess I got it back for today, but I lost my voice. But I'm saying this because in my mind, I felt like I had to be so strong. And once the funeral was over and I ended up going back to where I lived at, to my apartment, it was a total breakdown for me. It was yeah. like crazy. I remember my ex-boyfriend from high school, he came to stay with me for like a week. It was really, and my, and my granddaddy did not like him. But <laughs> it, was, it was it was crazy. So, no, nah, I, I think that that could be 
something that we should encourage the people not to do, not to not to go back. I feel like if we putting it in our, you know, we've been building our healthy toolkit of like living the best life ever. Mm -hmm. I think one that we need to put in our black womanhood toolkit is one, not letting those memories fade or disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw the movie Coco or not, or know anything about like the Dia de los Muertos and the, all that, where you gotta light your candles and they do all these things to invite the ancestors and all of that back. Like a lot of people in Latin culture in Mexico, certain places in Mexico, they're like really big on that. But then you also got to say they weren't slaves like that either. And they weren't told that they had to pretend the people was gone to keep on moving. Like I feel like just honoring memories and like keeping people's thoughts and stuff that they said or did or even recipes or stuff that they taught the family alive is so important and and just thinking about that um I know we got to pay the church's money even say it's something about singing at the fume we go ahead and 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 pass the collection plate around uh for the for the pyro real quick and then I want to bring up something else that just popped into my mind when we come back from paying the church's money probably heard of our sister company, Pyromedia Network, where some of the best rising star creators are streaming next level content. But have you ever wondered how they are produced? Have you ever wanted that same top quality content creation, photography, video production, and more for your brand? Don't take another second to debate. Book your wedding photographer or videographer, create a promo for your business, or get your special occasion film in the most beautiful way possible. Visit www.pyromediaproductions.com or call 323-405-3820 to schedule a free consultation and let us take your project to the next level. So just the idea of like outwardly being able to mourn you know how we'll be like, oh, pour out a little liquor, or they'll be like, oh, this one for this one's dedicated to my. No, I, I listen. I I didn't want to forget it, so I wrote it down. I tip my forty to your memory. Take a sip back. I feel like maybe at one point we did celebrate, and maybe that trickled down from like the continent like things like that like I I want to have like memory tables set up at the wedding or I want to do something that's going to be in remembrance like I know seeing is probably going to tear my ass up but I feel like just like you said like their presence and like people being with you and all of that keeping their memory alive is so important that you kind of have to do that um are you going to encourage you I would encourage you to do it are you going to go see um not even trying to change the subject, but that just made me think about Black Panther. You wearing your all white to go see Black Panther? I don't even think I have any all white. I'm looking around like, where my all white at? I don't think I have all white. But you know what? I'm going to hit up Shein real quick. <laughs> I feel like the community just as a whole, like when Chadwick Boseman passed away, that the grief was so strong that yes. the mourning period is going to still be a showing of 
that grief whenever people go see that movie. So that got me thinking like, you got to wear your all white. You got to do these all things. And like, I don't know. I don't remember necessarily like being torn up about him passing away, but I do know other celebrity deaths that like told me down. Like, who told you down? Aaliyah told me down. I was in college when that happened. I, I, that like tore me up. Biggie tore me up. You know, I'm always calling myself. Tupac tore me up. And I thought, I really thought I was going to go to the funeral. I don't know why I thought somebody was going to buy me a ticket from Georgia. To go to California. <laughs> in my they was gonna they was gonna uh drop that money. I feel like that. I feel like um Kobe when Kobe passed away. Uh, that, uh, that was Kobe. heavy. Kobe, I feel like Prince also. I feel like the world yeah, ain't been yeah. the same since Prince passed away. When Prince passed away, that's when yeah. I feel like the bottom fell out of everything. Like all kind of natural disasters started happening, a whole pandemic. People didn't have eclipses and locusts flying out the sky. I feel like all of those That's things. That's with Whitney, too. I think it touched me with Whitney because she had Bobby Christina. And so as a, a child that lost her mother, that was so heavy for me because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, who's going to take care of her? And then, you know, to see that she passed in the same way, untimely way as her mother, like, all that was just heavy for me. Oh my God, I forgot about Bobby Christina. I know me and my fiance always talk about like death and like how it affects. He's like a big, if I don't know that person or like they want a part of my life, like I didn't. Why does it affect you? Yeah, like why does it affect me? But I just, I don't know. Like I'm one of those people that's like so into like music, like losing Prince really tore me up or like losing Whitney Houston and Leah really tore me up. Like I could think of like, artists right now that I probably would be like hurt like it would hurt my feelings like damn yeah Ooh. no I I totally feel you on that I mean even yeah I think going to see Black Panther is going to be hard because I mean I just just knowing Chadwick's story and definitely not knowing it a lot like people that knew him knows his story but just knowing how he tried to endure and push through and you know he was battling for a while for that to happen and then him passing on and ugh. And then I know when they I know they're gonna show his picture like in the movie somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm I feel like I'm gonna be towed up. I think that it's gonna be one of those things that we are gonna have to do. Just like this conversation. Like I, I'm not gonna front like talking about it, I feel like is making me feel better. It's making me feel less down than I was um and I really think that maybe just talking about it or having more conversations to normalize it is something that the people should be doing like we went back and forth for all the last season we did guys we really <laughs> did and I was like no because I felt like this conversation and even tonight I told Fallon I was like well are we sure because it could get heavy um I don't know but you said something about the book that you read, what, Death is Love or something Grief like that. Grief is Love. Grief is Love. And you just think about it. Like, even though we, we both have our individual personal grief journeys, like, when you speak about your person that you love, like, there's, like, just this excitement. It's not the sadness of it. It's the excitement. Like, dang, like, this person really was here. And this person really was down for me. And although I miss them, I know that they gave me their best while they were here. And I'm happy that we have started speaking about it. I know I always, you know, 
say that, you know, slavery, we're impacted by slavery. But the good thing about today's society is that we can learn from those lessons and we can start doing things anew. Like we don't have to say, wipe your tears. We don't have to say, you will be okay. No, you can actually live through and feel those feelings in that same moment because you owe it to yourself. You owe it to the person that, you know, has passed away. And when you when you bottle those type of things in, you never deal with that grief, you end up um, having health issues. So I definitely sure, wouldn't well. keep any of that bottled in at all. I think that health issues and like the fatigue and stuff is something don't people don't realize like Mm -hmm. that grief really makes you sick like holding all of that stuff bottled in physically deteriorates your body it's making your stomach hurt it's just like bringing your and i wonder if there are any the the effects i'm sure it is i feel like it's probably some white person that did one because you know we still a little tiptoeing around uh I'm just keeping it real. You know, we be kind of tiptoeing around it as a people. And that's still why I repeat that we got to put those conversations a little heavier in our tool book, um, book uh, in our toolbox because we don't talk about it. Like, I feel like it probably is a study about that. Like, there are so many other studies out there that others have written about or others have spoken out on because we kind of have chosen to kind of smuffle ourselves or silence ourselves so I feel like yeah it probably is a study out there but I know that the fatigue is one I know that this and this is just from personal experience like not being able to like fully function like feeling discombobulated like you really gotta put your feelings into one compartment just to be able to function when you're in the midst of it and I don't know if you've experienced that but I I've had to like literally take days off of work where there was nothing but that heaviness and I like had to really process it I know you're very big on saying like the feel your feelings or whatever Mm -hmm. I think that people shouldn't be ashamed to do that I feel like a bereavement day is a day that should be used because it's necessary. Like, I don't know if your company, how your company does with it, but I feel like we should not just force ourselves to rush right back into work or we should not just rush ourselves to get busy or like forget about what's going on. Because like you said, that breakdown will get you when you get back to the house and when you're by yourself. Like people want to go and plan and do all this stuff and like not actually feel it or not actually sit with it I do think sitting with it is important no I definitely agree definitely sitting with it but that's why when you spoke about the grieving versus the mourning like when you think about in corporate America I don't know how your job is but you get like three bereavement days mm-hmm. and always like a mother a father a grandmother sister brother um, yeah we have close relationships with people that may not be their mother father sister brother And so when we think about the um, mourning period, seeing as though it's the outward expression, I think that aside from having the bereavement days, we need some mourning days too. Because them people over there in England, they got all the days to mourn. We need some mourning days. And I think people just don't realize corporate America, I'm speaking about corporate America, they don't realize how grief really impacts a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. I remember, um, uh, this is how I knew my manager was in shit one day. Um, it was one coworker, her mom passed and her mom lived in a different country. <clears throat> and mm. she 
taking like some days off, like maybe a month after, you know, going over to the country and burying her mother, came back to the United States and maybe taking off a month. And my manager was like, well, I don't understand why she need that much time off. She's like, her mom didn't even live here, so they couldn't have been that close. And I was like, the audacity. See, but then that's why I be like, do white people even have cousins? Do they have home? Do they have cousins and uncles? These people were not even white. They just weren't black. Mm. So that's the thing. They weren't even white. They just weren't black. And then when I say that, I'm speaking again to grief because you don't know what to say to people. So when this particular person came back to work, I had bought them a card, you know, um, a sympathy card or whatever. I went up to them and I was just like, "How, how are you doing? And they snapped on me. And she was they like, snapped. she snapped. She was like, how am I doing? What did you expect? I just lost my mother. And I was like, I lost my mom too, which is why I'm coming to you as a person yeah. who lost her mom to see how you're feeling today because I know it's not an easy task to be back at work and you're still grieving. And then she kind of brought it down. Oh. And so that's why, I said, you know, saying things to people, you just don't know if you're saying the right thing or not because you could be coming from a good place and because somebody is currently in their grief, like currently right in the midst of it. Because there's a difference yeah. when you have a grief journey right now. But like my best friend who just lost her her brother, she is currently in her grief journey, like the beginning yeah. you know, stages of that. So her mindset, as compared to you and I, where it's been a year or years, is going to be different. Yeah, it's definitely a difference. Um, but even with that, everybody's process is differently timed. Like, yeah, it might have been a year, but someone's pain or like physical symptoms that they're still dealing with could still be there years later. Um, And that was what I was going to ask you about just like the grief therapy. Like, how was that? Or like, what exactly did that entail? And what benefits do you think it had? So I will say I should have gone more so than I went. Um, It was heavy. It was very heavy. Um, I remember going in and this was like my first time ever just having therapy. It was with someone um, at my school, a counselor at my school. It was so funny because she was so, she was just a good person to me or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know how you have a good person and then you just lose them? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, she stopped working at the school. Like, I would ask about her and like, I could never find her again. It was like, was she really there? <laughs> you know, but um. She was just asking, and she was young, because, I mean, I was young. I was, like, 23. She probably wasn't even 30, you know, because oh, wow. you, think you think people are so much older than you when they have these professional positions at your school, and then right. when you get our age, you'd be like, oh, you was oh, only, like, 30 at that point? Yeah, yeah, 32. Right. So um, I think she did a good job, you know, just trying to guide me, but I think for myself and the reason why I did not go back often was because it was just so heavy for me because again like I was so young so it's really I had to figure out a lot I have a brother but I had to figure out everything like you know what kind of casket what yeah. color what's this what's that you know yeah. and it was just heavy no that's and that's what a lot of our friends are having to deal with now like mm-hmm. with like don't nobody have no playbook on that like unless you just got a connection or got somebody grandma guiding you or somebody grandma who was in your ear about the process, what a plot is, who been paying on what, it's hard. Like people don't typically just have that type of information readily available. Like that's 
it's not like common knowledge. That's not nothing that they teach you or uh or talk about. Like I know that was hard. Like it's no no ifs, ands, or buts about it because Yeah, it was it was hard. And then another thing that was hard, and I don't know if you experienced this, but just me being the oldest, you know, of my mom's um kids, just me and my brother, it I even felt guilty when my mama insurance money came to the point that held it I held a check for so long that they had to cut me another check because oh, wow. also, yeah in one way to me it was like if I cash this check that means that she's really gone like she she really not coming back and it's like I said it before I'd rather have my loved one than have some dead person's money child I, just really, I would rather have that and so yeah. that was a big deal for me as well like it was so heavy but I think that like nowadays you know as you're older and you you know we are having family members and parents that are getting older and passing away it's very important to have those conversations about what are your final wishes like what would you like um even to the point where is your stuff located where is your stuff located where is your stuff located um do you have the right type of insurance i remember my grandma you know working in education and so back then and i don't want to get into this topic because i know i could be wrong but back then they had like term life insurance and people mm-hmm. weren't living as long as they're living now and so I think one of my grandma's friends like they both had the term life insurance but they both were approaching the age whereas they needed more insurance because they had out- outlived that particular age oh, so wow. one of my friends she did the paperwork but didn't tell my grandma to do the paperwork so my grandma paying on this policy for all these years and now she she's exceeded the age of the term and now she has to go look for another insurance because she's exceeded that one and she didn't know that she should have extended the policy or changed the policy. So that means that now when you go get another insurance, you have health conditions because you're older. Oh, yeah. and you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel That's like crazy. somebody need to do a, a episode on their podcast about that. It may not be us because I ain't mm-hmm. that knowledgeable in it either. And that's not my uh, area of expertise nor le- legal accoutrement. But somebody need to do that. Someone needs to speak about it because it's affecting everybody and my grandma be the first to say like don't be doing no GoFundMe. Don't be selling no fish plates for me. So to say the fish plates and and the GoFundMe I find solace in the fact that you know that was not our struggle but I do believe that people need that education Um, and I also feel like you better than me if you're judging people because me and you are some fully educated women and we don't know nary now thing about how, them how to's um i still know people that don't even have wheels i don't even have one and i'm a whole attorney so and you do them for other people and do them for other people okay and i have not, right and have not done my own so i, I know the, <laughs> about to say i know the conversation is 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 really about the grief journey and getting through the holidays and like healing and all of that but having those things in place can be helpful also because you're not going to be scrambling and gambling trying to figure out who getting big daddy car and where the money is so you better than me if you out here judging right now instead of trying to actually help somebody or put some information in somebody's mind because shit we don't even know fully about the process of grieving we don't even know fully about the different stages we don't even know about what we should be doing or what we shouldn't be doing so you wrong if you judging because everybody is you got to meet people where they at when it comes to that and we are proof in the pudding that education um status title 
MDs, JDs, PhDs. It don't mean nothing when you lose somebody that's going to knock your ass um, the same way it's going to knock down the next person in. And it's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That That's just something we got to know. So that I'll, I'll say that's going to be my you better than me moment, moment since you brought up fish plates. <laughs> I will say um, one of my friends, my sorority sister, shout out to you, Adrian. Um, I, I mentioned her before, but her and her friends, they were reading this book and I had recently asked her about it. The book is um, titled Living Forward, A Proven Plan to Stop Drifting and Get the Life You Want. And basically in this book, it kind of like guides you and tells you like the things that you should be setting up so that everything is kind of like mapped out um, until you pass away. And that was something that, and this was years ago, like maybe two or three years. I know it was before the pandemic that her and her friends were reading this book together and they were um, actually taking the steps from the book and planning all of their stuff. So I know that one of my friends has her stuff planned out. I think my cousin KK, she, you know, she has her stuff planned out as well. I don't. I just know that, you know, I want party food served. <laughs> I want party because it's supposed to be a party. Like, you know, I want party food served, you know, the meatballs, chicken wings. I want oh all that for, for real. <laughs> and no, I got my songs too. I need, okay. when, I'm, when y'all roll me out, somebody need to be singing going up a yonder because I ain't trying to oh, go nowhere else but up a yonder, okay? <laughs> well, let me put my request in too. I need somebody to hit me with "Come on in room," and I also need somebody to hit me with some "I shall wear, wear a crown." Well, I want "I shall" so "I shall wear a crown" when when the family march in. Y'all need to be singing "I shall wear a crown" because it's somber. So once you give my um, eulogy, when it's all over, once you give the eulogy and everything, by this time you need to know that I'm going to the upper room. And mm-hmm. so going up a yonder, y'all need to carry me on out. We're going up a yonder. Okay. Okay. We got now it's on the record. We can put that in our in our um last last derivatives and in wills. Um we can get all that done. But I'm glad that we had this conversation. You have definitely helped me turn my sullen mood a little less sullen tonight. Um and I really hope that if anybody else is grieving or, you know, having a memory or a moment about somebody that may or may not be there with them, that this conversation kind of let you know that you're not alone. It kind of let yeah. you know that life is still for the living, but you still got to pay homage to the people that put you here. You still got to put put forth an effort to keep those memories alive, to keep those moments alive. And like like you said, they may not be here physical, but the presence, the the memory, the energy is going to live on forever. So now I can kind of reframe my thinking like I'm blessed that God has given me this husband and I'm hoping that old Willie is going to be watching from up above on the cloud or at somebody's mm-hmm. heavenly racetrack um, or walking down the aisle with me when I strut to marry my, my men. So I totally feel you on that. Um, I will say one of the things that um, makes me feel so good, um, the connection that my mom and I had, because I grew up with my grandparents was, you know, even as a child, I would always have these very vivid dreams and they would typically be before someone passed, which I had a dream before my mom passed about someone passing, but it was not my mom passing. But I'm saying this because one of the things that I always hope for my friends is that they can see their loved one in their dreams because I have seen my mom in my dreams the night that my mom passed. I saw her in my dreams. Um, When I turned 30, that was a big moment for me. 
my mom came in my dreams. It's been so many memories that have been very, very good because I was able to see my mom in my dreams. And to me, it makes me feel like I still have that connection because the conversations that we have are like, like for the moment. So yeah, that's so dope. That don't have that. I I wish that everyone could have that experience. For real. You know, even though I'm speaking about it today, I really hope she come visit me in my dreams because I haven't. She hasn't been in my dreams in a while. So I hope she actually. I'm lying. I think she was in my dreams last week. I'm lying. Well, you've been but, in the yeah. so you know you might not have been. She might have been trying, but you've been in them streets, so <laughs> you might have yeah. not. You might have slipped through it. I'm my mother's child, so she too enjoyed. <laughs> street moment (laughs) hopefully she will will take a moment from them heavenly streets to come visit you in dreamland that's one thing that makes me feel good and you know just seeing my mom's car that my mom's car of course now is an older car but when I see that car on the street I always just say to myself and it may not be anything for anyone else but I was like oh my mom must be thinking about me because it's an older car now so that's something that keeps me going yeah and it's so funny because I had a moment like that literally think Saturday I got in my car and I just saw like all these honey roasted peanuts in my seat and like and in my cup holder and my first thought was this nigga Willie have been up in my car because anytime my daddy would get in my car like he would be eating peanuts and cashews and all kind of shit and I remember I'd be mad because I'd get oh, in the car, like, nuts, boy. sweeping <laughs> sweeping this shit out but it just so happens that my honey had been in my car and I ain't even never seen this boy eat no honey roasted peanuts or whatever. Like just that memory took me back there and I sat in the car and cried, but it was like, no, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because that moment took me back to just something I hadn't thought about in so long. And it was like, yeah, then it was like, all right, what's up? Like, you know, you got your good one. I find a lot of different moments happen that kind of make me feel like, okay, Oh, that okay. Daddy approves. Like everything is all good, and yeah, I I'm with you. See, now you got my voice cracking. I shouldn't have shared my memory. But see, <laughs> I I done been a G the whole episode. You have whole yeah. episode, and that's gonna be the one moment that break me down. But you know what? It's almost time to uh slide on out anyway. So y'all ain't gonna be able to take my thug uh card away from me for this one. Well, we would like to just thank everyone again for rocking with us. I know this may not have you know, been in line with some of the topics that we've had in the past. But again, we always want to make sure that anything that we speak about on this podcast, on our platform is very authentic and true to Fallon and myself. And I think that this was a topic that needed to be discussed. And we would love to continue the conversation on our Instagram page. So if you aren't following us, definitely head over to the Instagram page and follow the podcast. You can also follow Fallon and my individual Instagram pages as well. And yeah she better be the you better than me podcast followers and (laughs) rocking with notorious underscore fail and why not Kristen on the instagrams um i promise i'll showcase the the ways that you know i uh, honor daddy during the wedding and y'all might may or may not get that 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 professional picture with that single tears i walk down the aisle for the ground (laughs) all right well until next time you guys enjoy Bye. You Better Than Me is a podcast on Pyromedia Network. Produced by Pyromedia Productions. Pyromedia Network and Pyromedia Productions are subsidiaries of Pyromedia Enterprises. For more information, please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on the next.